wake up every single day, I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in B-Smoke. Stop being gazelles. You're not average. You're not even good. You were born to be great. What's going on, world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host, CJ. Joined, as always, by the Bayesian sensation, Mr. Carl Phillips. What's happening? What's going on? And the good doctor, Douglas Eric E.T. Thomas. Yeah, what it do? Mic check one, mic check two. Uh, Have you ever had to beat your kids in public? And if you did, Mm. uh, what was the outcome? Mm. Did you go to jail? What happened? Uh, I, I apologize, fellas. I, I would for being... be in jail right now for the way I did it, but that, it wasn't a, it wasn't against the rules back then. It's, it, I think it's against the rules now. Yo, oh man, I apologize for being late, y'all. We were supposed to start this thirty minutes ago, but Trey had lost his mind, and I, I was telling y'all a bit before we hit record. The policy is you can take a toy into the truck, but you can't take a toy into school. So every morning he takes a toy into the truck. And then when we get to school, he got to leave it in the truck so he don't lose it. And, you know, I don't want him running around with his own toys. Then he don't want to share. So whatever. That's the policy. Well, today, some kind of way, Avery ended up, shout out to my baby girl, just turned one the other day. She ended up with like a little dolphin, just a little small little dolphin. And she was having a great morning. I'm talking about loving on this little dolphin. And so we got to school and Trey was like, Dad, hold up. I was like, what? He was like, Avery's got a toy in her hand. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, no, I'm not really worried about that. And he was like, no, 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 she's got to leave it in the truck. And I was looking at her, and she was loving on this dolphin, and I promise you, if I was to pull that out of her hand, bloody murder. So I made an executive parenting decision, and I was like, yo, (laughs) she coming in with this dolphin, bro. I don't know how to tell you, and Trey lost it. He was so mad. He was like, dad, you never let me take my dolphin, da, 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 da. that's not fair. And I just gave him the classic line that, you know, my parents used to give me, uh, life ain't fair. So <laughs> dry it up, get it over with. So we go into school, and now, of course, he's mad. So we go and drop Avery off first. You know, we had give the teacher her diapers and drop her off, give her kisses and all of that. And I'm looking at Trey, looking like he's still mad. Now the cafeteria lady every morning say, hi, Trey. And Trey always says, good morning. So we walked past today, and she was like, hi, Trey, good morning. And he looked at her and didn't say anything. So mm. I was like, oh, okay. I said, hold on. She, you know, she didn't think nothing of it. She just went about it. I was like, mm-mm, come back here. Say good morning. And he looked at me and was like, no. I was like, one second. Mm. <laughs> we whizzed into the classroom. <laughs> the teachers are like, good morning, Trey. I was like, I took him straight. They was like, oh, he has to use the bathroom? I was like, yes, he does. I went in there and got busy, came out. Trey was like, oh, fairy guy. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> Dog, I got him so good, <laughs> I big. promise you. He came out, oh, he was on another level. Went back to the like cafe. Mr. Bill, huh? Oh, good morning, he was- everyone. Good morning. <laughs> Mr. What Bill on the food. morning it is. <laughs> oh, we didn't have no problems, bro. Went back to the, oh, he gave the cafeteria lady a hug. I'm blessed and highly favored this morning. How are you? I'm talking about blessed. I was like, man, why do I got to get you like that in order for you to cooperate? But, you know, sometimes, man, it's just like, yo, I don't want to do it. And um, they got a little rule against uh, uh, spanking your children up at the school. 
So I just like, look, we're going to That's the bathroom crazy, and I run the water <laughs> on you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, isn't that crazy? Back in the day, crazy, see, that's what bro. my dad always tell me. Back in the day, they used to be allowed to get whoopings, and now you can't even whoop your own child. That's when the crazy, teacher, huh? did you ever get whooped by the teacher, E? Yeah, bro. Oh, for sure, I did. Oh, you did too, Carl. That's right, you was in yeah, the islands. I never got whooped sure. by no teacher, The islands, they sure. play that. No, no, listen to what I'm telling you. The islands, they're just changing that. Like I'm talking about, anybody could whoop your tail at this. Oh, school. they done got Americanized. Yep, they about to be. Oh, yeah, they got cable TV. Oh, they about to be <laughs> selling cable. drugs. Yeah, yeah they, they about to be. Cable. They about to have gangs. Oh, hey, for sure they gonna have gangs. They ain't I, had no gangs. I'm gang. not lying. When I was in Bermuda, Bermuda got uh, cable TV, and I went over there like two, three years after they got cable TV, and they was talking about gangs. I said the island about 22 miles long, bro. <laughs> What, what kind of gay they got the west side, the east side? I'm like, bruh, it ain't big enough. And everybody first cousins. Like, oh, it ain't no, big enough. Right, right. Unbel- yeah, that cable TV, like, we'll leave that alone. But that TV, bruh, it's a, it's a beast, man. Yeah, no, I'm trying to figure out. So back in the day, E, so if you got out of line, your teacher just, what, call you up to the front? Uh, oh, bruh, let me tell you something. We had one at teacher. At public school, huh? Or, or this hey, was at Catholic I, school? Yeah, I was at, no, I was at Detroit Henry Ford. This one I was in high school. Detroit Wait, you got whooped as a schools. high schooler? Oh, I was in high school, bro, the shop teacher. <laughs> my, my man was a, uh, and you know, it was a couple of the teachers that was, that would, you could do it, but you could tell they were a little, you know, nervous or whatever, because at that time, the Young Boys Incorporated came out, mm. you know, and the big crack epidemic came out. So there's a lot of kids, you know, coming to school, you know, with guns or whatever. But my man was a Vietnam vet. He might have been the last one. We was like juniors. <laughs> he might have been the last one. But my man wasn't scared of nobody. And what I was the policy, though? The policy was you act a fool in class. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You get that. He, he touched that ass. That ass. That you know what I'm saying? And so um, he had a oh, battle. Bro. I'm saying that, he, there had to be some fights going on. I promise you it was just mad respect and it was a part of the culture. Wow. I think that's that's what it is. Because like uh-huh. you're in an uh, area where it's like you have to earn my respect. Like this, this is the area of earn. Back in the it day, bro, a teacher told was. you to get up. Yeah. It was what it was. Like you knew you couldn't come back to school. You know, if you, if you, and you wanted, look, I don't care how hardcore you were, everybody wanted to be in school. That's where the girls were. That's where the basketball, the football was. That's where the lunchtime playing cards. Like, so at some point, you just mm. didn't want to be at home. You know what I'm saying? Just chilling from eight to three at the crib. So I think I'd um, rather be at home chilling from eight to three than get my ace whooped and then have to stand. Uh, and then no, to, hey, I don't and know what, what girl so gonna holler at you after you got your butt. Oh no, it was a part. Some girl can't get your butt whooped and be like, "Yo, you trying to go to prom?" She like, "Heck, no, no, I ain't going to prom with you." Yeah, yeah. Some girls got that whipping. It was like Carl, <laughs> Carl said. It was a part of the culture, bro. It wasn't yeah. uh, so what he would do is he'd be like, you know, he'd look at you and give you a warning and he'd show you the paddle. And it was a wood paddle with with um with holes in it. And his was called wow. uh, it had a name. Uh, his was called Feel Good. It had yeah. a name. His was called wow. Feel Good. <laughs> feel good. <laughs> Mr. Feel Good. Oh, and so wow. he would be like, come on up here real quick. And you take you put your hand against the chalkboard, you know, turn turn backward, put your hands on the chalkboard, bend out. And then he would just, hey, let me tell you something. The, the, the class clown 
would do exactly what Trey did. It ain't no difference when you're three, four, five, six, Good morning, 16. everyone. Good, good morning. It's Mr. Bill. Good morning. Hey, no questions uh, asked. And, and see, like you said, the Caribbean are a whole different ballgame, but I promise you, I have witnessed, and this is no exaggeration, I've witnessed the whole class get their, t- uh, their, their, their butt whoops. I'm serious. Wait, the a whole, whole class? class? The whole class. How old, they girl? Line up outside. Now this was, I said this was middle school, not high school. This was middle school. We outside and they, they had this rule where, before you come back in from break, lunch, or whatever, the whole class didn't make you recite your timetables. So I'm talking about in unison, like three, th- three ones are three, three twos are six, three threes are nine. And I, I think one person was clowning. And my man, like he said, you got that look and the warning, mm. like, listen to me. And he, he, was, he, he was a big dude, Mr. Morris. I remember my man's name. He said, let me just give y'all one warning. Like, we're going to start again from the beginning. <laughs> and if anybody, like, the, the warning was clear. If any one of y'all messed this up like that, like y'all acting a fool, I'm going to whoop all y'all. Mm. And some, I don't remember who it was, but some clown in there just decided they're laughing or something. Uh-huh. And my man said, all right, number one. And he lined the whole class up, bro, and just... <laughs> And they had a bamboo, like a, a, a stick of bamboo that they would whoop you. I'm talking about you got whooped. The whole class went inside, and I promise you, like y'all said, we sung them time, them time tables in unison like choir boys and girls. I promise you, bro. <laughs> Good <laughs> we morning, everyone. The whole class. <laughs> That's a whole different system, bro. Whole different system now. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yo, that's crazy. No, we let me tell you something. You try to whoop one of these uh kids now, nah, you be getting your own oh, yeah. whooping. I'm talking oh, about uh, can you picture no, one shot. of these teachers? He said a whipping shot, bro. Oh, yeah. bro. Yeah. Nah, that's you, that's yeah. out of control, bro. Nah, don't even try it's it. It's out of control. Yeah, no, nah, man. We um uh uh we had a good weekend, man. Um of course we had Avery's party over here. Man, I think my wife and I counted it was like sixty five people over here. And, uh, no, that's wow. a, hey, I mean, that's for, like a bruh, wedding party. There were 65 <laughs> people in my house. Yo, it was insane, bro. But we had a great time. Actually, you know, we had, uh, of course, Jalen and, and Kale came over and had the um, had the, the babies playing all kind of games, running around. They did a great job with that, man. And, um, you know, the adults were all around, man. The music was going. And we, I think the party was supposed to be from 11 to 2. I think the last people probably left at like 4.30. And it wasn't even a situation where we were like, all right, everybody get out of here. We were just chilling. You know what I mean? So had a how great many kids? time. Huh? Uh, how many kids? How many kids? Yeah. Probably about 20 kids, maybe. Wow. Yeah, probably about 20 kids. So, you know, all different ages from like, you know, yeah. one to, you know, maybe nine or 10, I think might have been the oldest kid. So, um, yeah, no, nah, man, just had a good time. You know, pizza everywhere. I think we ordered 20 some boxes of pizza. So it was just crazy over here, man. But we had a good time. And um, the bonus is my wife had me working. And let me tell you this. And one thing, have y'all ever experienced this? Let me tell you. I actually fixed something this weekend before the party. Like our pantry door, like I don't know if y'all pantry door ever gets stuck. Like ours is like impossible to open. So probably about a year and a half ago, I was tugging on it, trying to open it. And I just... Of course, you know, Incredible Hawk, the whole handle off. Tore it off. Now, it's one of those where, like, you know, the screws on the inside, it's not just, like, whatever. So, it's been sitting there for about a year, just chilling. And I ain't even attempted to put it back on, because I know that's not my skill set. So, I've been saying I'm going to call a handyman to put it back on, but I never did. Let me tell you, the day before the party, I was like, you know what? 
this can't be that hard. So I sat down, man, and I fixed the handle on that door, and I felt like Tim the Toolman Taylor. I promise y'all, <laughs> I was so geeked up. So then, yeah. guess what? Yesterday, and I know I'm going off topic, but yesterday, the garage, or was this yesterday or the day before? The garage door, um, like some kind of way, the, the, the actual sliding door that comes down, like broke and came off the hinges, like it snapped, mm. like a metal piece. And I was looking at that joint, and I was like, man, I was like, for sure, I'm going to call my man. I was like, let me give it one go. Went to Home Depot, found a piece that looked similar, changed out the whole thing, garage door flooring like butter. There is no more masculine feeling in the world. I called my wife in, on FaceTime, like, look at this. Let me show you what I've done. I felt so, I, like, I felt so fulfilled as a man. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know if y'all ever had that feeling of, like, fixing something, but I, can, I never fixed a car. Let me tell you, I never changed oil. I never, for real. If something happened, I'm calling somebody. And I actually, I was two for two this week, and I felt really good about it. So anyway, I got the whole house cleaned up, got stuff fixed. <laughs> Everything is solid. So even though the party was a pain, kind of, the whole house is like completely decluttered. Everything's out of here. And um, I got some stuff fixed, and it boosted my self-esteem at the same time. Did y'all, what did y'all do this weekend? Did you fix anything? I know y'all been oh, fixing me, real stuff. I was going to say, oh, we, we, doing, we got a whole construction firm going on over here. Now, the weekend with the genius idea of the one and only Dr. Thomas, he decided <laughs> it's Father's Day. It's Father's Day. So what we Oh, do yeah, Father's, Father's Day. Day yeah, no get, doubt. Yeah, we're going to get our, our, man, our manliness in first at 4 o'clock in the morning. Bro, mm. I'm talking, we had like, it was, it was I, I'll be honest with you, it was... I can't even explain it. We had like 15, 20 dudes here uh, on Sunday morning at 4 a.m. At 4 o'clock. At 4 a.m. I'm talking about in here, music blasting. Jamie coming with, uh, what was the song? Keep Your Head Up, Pac, just blasting. Oh, he played Pac for the movie, Pac Birthday. Yeah. Mm. R.I.P. I'm talking about we in here just getting it, bro. You would think it was like, I'm talking about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Like, I'm talking wow. about dudes in there just chilling, just talking, having fun, man. It was a, uh, man, yeah. We, we got a, I, I was teasing Jamie last night. Yeah, I texted him. I was like, yo, we got a construction crew now, bro. Like, we could go anywhere now. Like, sorry, let me say this. At least a yeah, demo crew. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if it's construction yet. Creation but we industry. could tear it up. We could tear it up. So, yeah, no, man, we just put a whole, a whole bunch of work in. And then um, I got back home. We did breakfast. My mom, my wife were there. They, they kind of made breakfast for me and my dad. And then I took, we got to talk about this one on another episode. I took my kids to see Cars 3 for the first time in the movies. Like, they never been to the theater. So I took them mm. Jokers to see the movie for the first mm. time. Interesting experience. Yeah, Interesting yeah. experience. But then just kind of chilled the rest of the day, man. Just hung out with the fam and just relaxed. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. And uh, E, what about what about your uh, Father's Day experience besides bulldozing walls? <laughs> um, you know, it was crazy, man. I don't even know how it happened. But my next door neighbor, who is probably Mike, is probably the man, the oh, yeah. man's man, alpha male, oh, all yeah. alpha yeah. male, yeah. the man's man. Shout he, out to uh, Mike. Yeah, Mike barbecued. So uh, it was weird. I went over and I left my phone at the crib. So. I just went next door. Mike was like, yo, E, I'm cooking. I'm like, Mike, I'm doing the vegan thing with D, so I'm definitely coming through. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, it's nothing. You know what I'm saying? And it's, I don't really, only meat I really eat is chicken from Chipotle, you know, but that's still enough to be, you know, get something in my system. But I've been doing the vegan thing the last two or three weeks with her. And so I went over there, man. But what's so funny, 
I could only eat half a piece of chicken. It was crazy. I guess because I've been doing the vegan thing, I guess your stomach shrinks a little bit when you're eating that kind of stuff. But uh, I went over, man, I, I sat there for three hours. <laughs> three hours, bro. Went back to the crib. Of course, Diddy was like, you left your phone? I didn't know where you were. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know where I was? And second of all, it was Father's Day. Do you need to know where I am? <laughs> it's Father's Day. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. this could be... Isn't this a day I could be missing? You know what I'm saying? Like, isn't it the day I could do what I want to do when I want to do it? Father's so, Day um, is the lowest uh, holiday on the totem pole. On the totem you got, pole. It, you got, it might uh, not even be official. You got sweetest be, day. You know what I'm saying? You got a Valentine's, Valentine's day, day, sweetest day. You got all Mother's Day. You got all these. And then you got Father's Day uh, uh, right above some, uh, some hey, foolishness they made up. I think Sweetie's Day, though, is a, a Michigan thing. And... It doesn't really get a lot of pub because Not I heard much, yeah. Sweetie's Day was supposed to be like the man's Valentine, so go go figure. But no, oh, great no. day, man. Uh, Mike them threw down, man. We had man some great food, great fellowship. His his uh, Erica's mom and dad, like for real, we could talk all day oh, yeah. long. His <laughs> her mom reminds me of your mom. Like once yeah. you sit down and start talking, it's, it's, it's a wrap, bro. Yeah. Like don't think you're gonna be doing no 15, 20 minute little conversation, bro. Like mm. you're gonna be in for the long haul, and you know I can talk. So we mm. sat there, man. Then oh, I went let home. me tell you something, Helene, to get you caught up, and you will never move. Oh no, it's the same thing. About the good yeah. three, yeah, good three four. So I Yo, went home. Oh, and, and, and uh, Vanessa will oh, definitely no, catch you. Here's what I like about. Here's what I like about. Mom will take the case. Here's what I like about. Yeah, no, she, now she, whether you want to hear it or not. My mom might try to catch a little angle where you like chilling by yourself and then catch you. Ema, I don't care what you got going on. You could What's be in the middle on? of like just typing a paper, studying for a bar <laughs> exam. She like, look, oh, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> but the one thing I love about both our moms, and even though they talk a lot, is when you end it and you make a hard break, they not offended. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. That's you real. could just be like, I, yeah. like my mom could be going. I'm like on the phone. We might be on for 30 and she just going. I'm like, Ma, I got to go. She'd be like, okay, bye. <laughs> like, no hard feelings. Like, she understands <laughs> that she's worn out her welcome and she's uh, grateful for the time she had. So, uh, shout out to Ma Dukes. Uh, love you, Ma. But no, that, that's that's dope. You had a chance to spend some time with the neighbors on Father's no, Day, no man. Question. But um, real quick, man, special, special shout out to my man, Huddy Hatch. Getting it oh, yeah. done yesterday. Oh, man, yeah. man, Josh's Honor son. Palmer. Oh, man, Josh's son. Jack Nicholson. Uh, Rory, the next Rory. Uh, man, yeah. just um, just murdered it out there. Won the state championship. Uh, I guess North Carolina and South, South Carolina combined their, their state championships. And um, Huddy, actually, the first day was down three shots. And, you know, he just missed a couple shots here and there. And he was, you know, I think uh, three over or something like that. And the next day, the second day, my man roared back and took it into sudden death. They went into four sudden death overtimes. Wow. And um, Huddy got it done, man, and, uh, and, and beat, you know, the, the other guy and um, won first place in the state. So, man, shout out to him. I know Josh was texting me the whole time. I was super nervous. <laughs> I know Josh was nervous. You know, you try to keep your kids calm. I, I, I talked to him afterwards, and Josh was like, let's just say the caddy was more nervous than the player. I was like, absolutely. <laughs> no question. Yeah, but, um, yeah, he got it done, man. So, shout out to Hudson, man. Proud of you, kid. Just a man, what a, what a, what a, a kid, what an athlete. 
Uh, both his yeah. kids bear as well. Just solid, solid kids, man. So shout out solid. to you guys for that. Yeah. Um, real quick, man. So uh, over the weekend, you know, we obviously do this podcast every week. So, you know, I'm always looking for stuff that we can talk about, stuff that we can analyze and, you know, kind of, you know, take back through our lens. And of course, the book is helping me do some of that and, you know, our conversations and, and things of that nature. But if somebody asked me this week, like, okay, I'm listening to the podcast and shout out to, wait, first of all, shout out to everybody who, I'm getting a little celeb status out here. I was walking in the mall the other day and dude was like, yo, it's you CJ from the podcast. Shout out to my man who's at Cumberland Mall. I, I didn't uh, get your name because it was a quick exchange, but he was with his girl. Shout out to my man. Um, so we're getting a little pub out here, Carl. We, we might, you know what I'm saying, give us 20, 15, 20 years. We may be a household name. You don't need that long. Yeah, it no. wasn't a goal, so it's gonna take you a no, little longer hot, to do bro. it because it wasn't. I'm a goal. talking about no. It's crazy though. Yeah, I text you. You ain't answering me back. I text you. I said household name. Avery's doctor was asking me. We had to take her for her one year old um, shots or whatever. And her doctor was like, "Oh, well, what do you do for a living?" And I was like, "You know, I I don't never just dive right in. So I start with consulting, and then they probe a little further. Mm-hmm. What kind of consultant?" I tell him what kind of consultant. Oh, and then what's the name of the company? So finally, I was like, Eric Thomas and Associates. My man looked at me and was like, E.T.? No way. Wow. I'm like, wow, my child's doctor. You know, it was just weird. You know what I mean? It's just like, wow, <laughs> the, the brand. Did you get going. a discount? I charged me more because he thought you, he was like, oh, eat balling. So you <laughs> definitely can afford it. <laughs> um, but anyway, so back to the topic at hand. Um, somebody was like, yo, I'm listening to the podcast. I'm loving what you guys are talking about. Loving the information. I'm applying the principles. But like, what do I do in the interim? Like, I haven't blown up yet. I, I, I'm working this nine to five and I'm working on my entrepreneurship, but it hasn't really come to fruition yet. Like, what did you guys do while you were waiting for the blow up? And I was like, wow, that's a, that's a pretty decent question. So I just I know I have my own thoughts, but I wanted to kind of propose it to you guys and see um, Ian take us back, I guess, to even before you met. Carl and I, and then I guess we can jump in uh, along the way. But when you think about it, that is true because you don't have a lot of emails coming in. You don't have a lot of calls coming in. You don't have, you know, a lot of business and a lot of travel initially. So like, what do you do in this meantime after you got your website and your marketing plan down and all these things? What were we doing while we were waiting for that moment or, or whatever moment that was to, to blow up, if you will? So for me, let me just be honest with you guys, and for those of you who are listening, uh, as CJ always says, you know, don't try this at home. Uh, what we want you to hear is the principle and not necessarily, um, you know, the actual steps that we took. Uh, but I actually came out of speaking C to get to the next level. I, I actually realized that, you know, while I was good at what I was doing, it kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, somebody like a LeBron who spends a summer with Akeem the dream Elijah one, you know what I'm saying? Where it's kind of like you're taking a step back from how you normally do things, you know, and I don't want to use the word humbling yourself, like, but just realizing that you need to do something different. Cause like, if you keep doing what you've always done, even in a good sense, you'll get what you've always gotten. So I kind of walked away from speaking one and I came to Michigan State University uh, once, you know, two to get a degree, but more importantly to serve individuals who had been in the industry of bringing in speakers. So when I got to town, you know, Rodney Patterson and Murray Edwards, like they, they, were, they ran a uh, department in the um, student services 
uh, here at Michigan State University. And so they were bringing in speakers. They were going to sessions. They were like traveling the world, you know, going to these different conferences, et cetera. And so I knew like, okay, these dudes know, they know what a good speaker is. Like they know what it takes, you know, to get to that next level. And like I said, they brought in some of the best of the best. So when I got to campus, instead of speaking C, uh, I, I sat down and said to myself, like, how, how can I be of service to these gentlemen? Like, what can I do? Because they brought me to the university. You know, they paid me to get a, um, a degree. Uh, and so I was also getting paid, you know, through the, um, um, through the student service pro- process that I was doing with them, you know, which, you know, of course, some people call fellowship. So I was making money and I was also getting my schooling paid for. So I was like, okay, what can I do to help them get to that next level? And what can I do to learn so that when I get back in the game, you know, I can, I can add this to my repertoire because I was already a good speaker. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna work on program development for them because they're working with a group of uh, students who are transitioning from high school to college and first generation. So I literally see, I sat down and was like, yo, what, what, like, okay, there, there are 20 things that they need, but what's the one thing that they probably can't do for themselves? Like, what's the one thing I could do to really, you know, really benefit them? And so I was like, yo, the Advantage program. And I did my homework. They were only graduating 31 point, you know, maybe 7% of their African-American and Latino males and only 50% of black females and Latino females. So I was like, that's it. So I realized that seven students represented 1%. So I was like, yo, if I change 35, if I get 35 students to graduate, if I can get 70 to graduate, that's 5%, 10%. And we both know, Carl, that five to seven, uh, 10% is significant. That's huge. You know what I'm saying? That's significant. So I was like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the advantage program and I'm going to take the students that, um, you know, that traditionally struggle and create a program on Tuesdays where we motivate them, encourage them. And then on Wednesdays, I don't know if y'all remember. The zone. The, the zone, zone baby. Yeah. The, the, the zone. The zone. Yeah. So, 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 so Tuesday was the advantage where you get hype. But Wednesday was a zone where we came together and spent three hours in the evening bringing in the top tutors and working with these kids or whatever. So, man, we took a heavy load off Murray and Rodney. So I'm in meetings with these guys. I'm in meetings with like the provost. You know, I'm in meetings, man, with some of the top minds at the university. And I'm I'm with, uh, with, with folks who are like phenomenal in stats like Ira. I'm learning statistics, you know, and I just learned so much working with them and then see it just so happen work while you wait while I did this for them or I thought I was doing this for them created the advantage and one of the greatest videos I, I was gonna say of our career but I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay, take it a step further maybe one of the uh, top videos on, on you know in, in, on the internet in the world bro like I'm gonna say like that's probably going to be a classic that goes down with some of the other classics you know classic presentations in the world so again I just want to say to you guys why I waited I found someone who I could serve and I took an error and said, okay, E, you know you're a good basketball player already, you know, a good football player already or whatever you guys are. What can you add to that? Can I add free throws to that? Can I add defense to that? You know, can I add, you know, add my left hand to that as a football player coverage? You know, can I add speed or the way I run my routes? So I knew I was a good presenter, see, but when I added the program element to it and then I added the, um, uh, you know, what we were doing with the students in terms of the acting, the, the training them, mentoring them. I really feel like, see, that took my speaking game to another level. So while people might have thought, yo, E, you left 
for two or three years. See, when I came back to the industry, I came back, man, with a vengeance. And I went from middle schools to high schools to doing D1 basketball, you know, uh, D2 basketball, D2 football. So I, so I, I left and got my stuff together, you know, studied, helped somebody else, and then came back, man, on a whole nother level. Well, how did that help your speaking, though? You know, because once, see, I felt like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I um, you know, my range was greater. Like, when I came back, I wasn't just telling my own personal stories. I knew how to use data. You know, I, I knew how to use, like, I was a lot more linear in my presentations. Um, my, you know, my vocabulary to some extent had gone up. I had some real uh, lived experiences like on the college campus where I, I was able to, you know, take the data from our students uh, and utilize that in my presentations, which allowed us to go from college to college. You know, so I just felt like, see, it really it just took my game to another level. And I was more than just a good storyteller or, or just more than just being passionate you know, but I was able to add some other elements to it. And, and I think my credibility went to another level. When I got the master's degree, I ran a successful program, had a video that went viral. I think a lot of people in the industry took me a lot more serious. You know, I was at Michigan State making an impact, you know, Big Ten making an impact. So I think my credibility and for real, see, just overall, um, I just felt like I added a lot of components, you know, to my um, to my speaking game. 100%. Carl, can you think of any examples of when we kind of started doing our thing? And, and, you know, I guess if you look at where we were, like we had this vision and this goal of where we were going to be and what we were going to do. I just remember working a whole lot. Like, I don't even remember yeah, what we yeah, were working yeah, yeah. on. Like, yo, yeah, I, to this day, like, that's the thing that even as we're, you know, we, you guys know we're writing this book. It's like, Trying to think of like every single day because we were working. I'm talking about 12 hours a day, 13, day. and it's yeah. like we didn't have any calls coming in. We had like so. What were we doing in that time period, Carl? <laughs> so, so the key word I would use is so definitely what C is saying working, but the key word I would use is learning, hmm. um, because the reality is while we weren't necessarily doing, we, we we did have a vision, and while we weren't necessarily being able to you know jump right out to speaking to corporate and doing all that. What we did do was create an environment where we could still do the exact activity. And again, like she's saying, y'all, I don't remember, like literally, we show up there at 8 o'clock in the morning, uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, we didn't leave till 9.30 at night. So, and that had nothing to do with the, the job itself. The job could have been over at 3 o'clock because students wouldn't come in after a certain time. But what we did was we created the environment where we could do the same thing that we're doing now. Like literally, E would come and speak to the students, CJ would be meeting with the students, and it's funny, see, in terms of consulting, the consulting you're doing, that's yeah. the exact same things yeah. you were doing then. Yeah. I had the media team, Dwayne yeah. and them, trying to shoot yeah. some yeah. stuff no and question, get little Carl. commercials yeah. and all yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so we were doing the, when I tell you the exact same things that we're doing now, it's, and, and I, I never even thought about this, but it's the exact same things. I'm going into the department trying to figure out how to get the cameras. They don't want to let us use it because I want a student. I wasn't in media arts at, at that time, so I'm trying to find other students to get it we're trying to find workarounds okay we don't have a microphone we'll do this see you meeting you met with the the teams like how often how often did you meet with like then there were different teams y'all so again now now it's coming clear see this is what we were doing you was meeting with the um what was the male thing called street the male initiative we the did street the street team. team we had the yep. street team that you was meeting with candace was meeting with the dream team you had the um 1825 crew the skit you know organizing yeah. the skits and doing that with them you see what i'm saying so you mm -hmm. were literally orchestrating and trying to develop a brand with that you developed a brand called 1825 and for those of you that don't know 
literally it was a, a, a entry level math class at Michigan State University that I mean the majority of our students had struggled with you know it was like serious struggles so we kind of just used that as a common theme to you know that everybody could relate to and we that was the name of the skit and I'm saying a skit but it was a brand that CJ created I created commercials I had the group doing little um, you know small ads and stuff then we'd have the, the teams uh, Tim City and them going around campus even with Chris before doing the word on the street so I was just trying to build little media things that we would do weekly TGIM this is before TGIM wasn't it am I, am I right was it before TGIM oh for sure was it the same time? no it was around it was the before, same time right? it was around the same time might, might have been around the same time but basically yeah, so we were running the bootleg operation of what we actually run now ain't that now, crazy so the, no I, I mean the, the, as the, you're talking and man shoot I'm going to have to stop this podcast now because we're going to give away the book. And I want, I want y'all to buy <laughs> no, the right? book and read yeah. the book because there's so many, like, um, you know, stories and, you know, intimate detail. But you're absolutely right. We were literally doing a smaller, you know, um, unrefined version of what we're doing now. Exactly like, even we when we were running the, the Advantage program, like, we took the program and it was like a classroom style and we turned yeah. it into a show. Like it was yeah. a show, not much different than the show. Stay Ready Conference. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. No the exact we got a host exact intro, we got video, yeah. we got audio, we got lights. You know what I'm saying? And we turned it Ten into years a show. Ago, y'all. Yeah, no, this is yeah. You know, you're 100 percent right. We were working so on that. I, yep. I'm, I'm interested though, Carl. I want to ask Carl. You know, Carl, from from your standpoint, you know, I know you were on the phone talking to people who. Um, to try to get the website going when we did our first website, um, when we were trying to get, you know, bank statements. Shout out to that. Courtney. Shout out to Courtney. Oh, no, Courtney. no. Courtney oh, was the Courtney. I don't even, I, I, I haven't talked to Courtney. Courtney, what, San Diego? Yeah, yeah, San Diego. I haven't talked to him. I ain't heard from him in Well, you know years. he got married, bro. You know yeah, Courtney yeah, he got did married. Get married. So, yeah. yeah, he was keeping in touch with us until he got married. But I'm just interested, Carl, because that wasn't something that you were degreed in. For the geeks that are out there, Talk, talk to us about, you know, like you said, I was speaking, doing my thing, something that I'd already been doing. She was mentoring, something that he had already been doing. But you probably were the one who was asked to. One doing nothing you know what I'm along those yeah, lines. I'm just saying, Carl was Carl quarterback. Carl was dissecting and, and frogs. And we asked him to uh, be wide receiver. <laughs> Carl you know, was dissecting frogs. And we you know brought him off the, uh, off the Petri dish and got him uh, into, the, <laughs> in, into the fold. <laughs> Yeah, walk us through that, Carl. So I looked across the draft picture for the team that we had, and I realized that if anybody was going to play this role, it would definitely was not going to be E.T. Absolutely. He couldn't keep up with a computer. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he can no. spell his name properly, <laughs> trying to fill out a form. Like, it definitely was not going to be E.C. They had to, C had the patience for it. Y'all mm-hmm. heard C talk about trying to fix the cabinet, doggone it, fix the door, mm-hmm. fix the garage. Mm-hmm. He had the patience for it. So I just knew, for real, for real, if... If it was going to happen, it, it was going to fall on me. I kind of picked that up early in the game. Like, yeah, these yeah. are not the dudes that's yeah, going to do absolutely. anything technical. Catch As, that, y'all, for those hey, of you who are listening. Catch it. The, the most technical thing I remember C doing was the Zoom. Remember that C? Like, C oh, was killing the, us with the, the Zoom. First like, the first Apple Music. The Zoom going to murder Oh, yeah, 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 like, for sure. You remember that? That's mm-hmm. the most technical. C was downloading the music. Mm-hmm. That's the most technical I, I saw mm-hmm. C. But I'm just being real. I just knew early on, like, yo, this, they're not going to do that. And I don't know if y'all following us, I said on a podcast before, the one thing I learned about myself is that I have the ability to learn things quickly. I'm not scared of a new challenge. Like, I can learn it. I'll be honest. The first step going into it is like, ah. But I know that I have the ability to pick things up and learn them quickly. So 
just looking around, I'm like, okay, so we definitely need a website. We definitely need this. We need that. And I'll be honest, because we were moving, some of the stuff started coming to us. We always talk about that kind of stuff. So Courtney was a dude that reached out to us. I was like, man, I see what y'all doing. And I promise. Yeah, he just randomly was like, yo, the video changed my life. Yeah. I, I, I do websites. And at the time, we needed a website bad. My man was like, yo, I'll just do a website for I'll free. I'll do it for free. For free. So he just got on the phone. And literally, he and I just started talking. And he was like, yo, I'm going to need photos. And like, what was like the name said, of the website then? Huh? What was the name of the site? Oh, I think we... It was it break, break the cycle? cycle? It was it break, the cycle. break the cycle. It had to be break was the cycle. Was it? It had to be break the it cycle. It had to be. Yep. It had to be. Yeah, it had to mm. be. Yep. We were still yeah, heavy I mean, on uh, that. I feel bad. We should have. We should have done a better job of journaling. Yeah, chronicle, chronicle and all that. No, no, no. I, yeah, we. I know. Here's the thing. We got it somewhere. That's the, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I can go back it. through my emails. I'm sure I got court a thread yep, recording. That's, that's what's dope. Was that AOL? Your AOL mail? Oh no, I have been had Gmail. He's the only one had that. E blessed at AOL.com. At the AOL job. And wrote you that AOL. Mail. You, you like and Josh. That, I think Josh still you got, got an AOL mail. address. I think Josh still got AOL. I'm like, Josh, help me out, bro. <laughs> but uh, what was I saying? So, yeah, so just, just hooking up with Courtney, I was like, yo, and I learned throughout the process. That's one of the key words is just learning throughout the process. So, Courtney, Courtney was like, yo, I'm going to need photos. I'm going to need this. Any videos you're doing, I'm going to need this. Send this to me. And I would just watch him in the process. Like, yo, how did you do that? Why did you do that? And we'd kind of talk it out. And the good thing with Courtney is like he understood us because like I said, he was watching the videos. He kind of knew and we spent time together. So he was able to put a site together that represented what we were doing at the time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So all our logos, everything. And it wasn't deep. It wasn't nothing, you know, super deep. But it was just a starting point for us. And I mean, it just evolved, man. I, 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 the same concept to what we're saying from that website as we progressed. And I promise y'all, like I look at our stuff now and I was like, wow, we've come a long way, but we had not even cracked the surface yet. Like there's so many, there's so many things we have going on that don't even come close to our website. You know what I'm saying? Like there's so many things, but not to get too far ahead, but literally it was that process of, okay, so we got a site now. What do we do? Let's get an app. And we got a couple, again, as you start growing, as you start, as you're working and doing stuff, I'm telling y'all, people will notice and they will come to you. I promise. So for us, we just had people reaching out. Um, I forgot her name, but this young lady reached out from Chicago. She was like, hey, I do apps. Um, I, I love what he's doing. I'd like to help y'all with an app. So I'm like, oh, wow, never thought about it, but it would probably be dope for the brand to just have an app. Like, you know what I'm saying? We were six, seven years ago. Like, that's early in the app game. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't what it is now where, you know, everybody got an app. Like, college kids, high school kids doing apps. So I sat with her in the same process. Like, okay, here's how we do it. What, what do we do? And I'm like, oh, how do you even do this? Like, how do you submit it? I don't know nothing, y'all. I'm being real. I don't know how, how you get it to iTunes. I just know an app is something that show up on your phone and it works. But being able to go through the process with them and just kind of understand and that's the one thing I like to work with people that not necessarily, well, then, let me put it this way, then I wanted to learn the process. Now, not so much. Now, I want to understand how it works, mm -hmm. but I'll let you as the expert do what you do. Then I needed to understand what was going because we were growing and I needed to know, like, as we move forward, what works, what doesn't work. You know, who is this person? Can I trust this person? Like, there's a lot that goes into this kind of stuff. Like, you got to give, oh, let me just tell you all this. This is one thing that I'm still not used to. You just got to give random strangers passwords to stuff that, you know, is sensitive information. Like, that's just a part of the world now. You have to give them passwords to your, you know, your stuff. And I'm just like, oh, I got to give you that? Like, how does this work? But again, going through the process Everything but the bank account. Oh, man, everything but the bank account. Um, 
We get to, and, and so like we're saying, it gets to the point now where it's preparing you all along for the stuff that's happening. So now I'm signing up for merchant accounts so we could process credit cards. Y'all, I have no idea about half this. Today, as I'm looking, I, my computer's in front of me, I'm doing a PCI compliance test to make sure all our internet stuff is, I promise y'all, I am not that dude. I do not understand the half of this. But what I was able to learn throughout the process has given me enough information to get what I need to do done and it connected me with the right people but the process man is just teaching you the whole time if you're willing to learn I'm telling you there are people out there that will come to you and you just got to learn you just got to pay attention to what they're doing ask the right questions and 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 let me not leave this out develop relationships with Courtney we had a strong it wasn't just like I'm gonna do the website for you and I'm done no no we had a relationship like I could hit Courtney up. Now I remember actually like a couple years ago, I hit Courtney up and I was like, yo, we gonna be in San Diego. We had a relationship. The young lady in Chicago, we had a relationship. You know what I'm saying? All these people that we work with, we created like relationships. So we learned throughout this process. Y'all just gonna keep hearing me say the word learn, 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 learn. We were doing stuff the whole time and we just kept learning as we were going. And I just promise y'all, like it just developed. Like you can't be around it that much and not develop. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So now as we go into new websites and new apps and new stuff, like now I'm way more advanced. And again, I'm still not the dude that I can just go in there and boss an app out. Like that ain't, you know, that ain't me. But I've been around it enough to understand some of the things that work, some of the things that don't work. And I'm just gonna work with you. If you the expert in the area, I know the brand, I know our brand, you know your field, we can make whatever happen. You know what I'm saying? With those two mm -hmm. those two elements. But mm -hmm. yeah, man, it's just a process of just going just going through it. And yeah. E and CJ was not gonna be interested at any still not interested. I can I can call either one of y'all right now and say, hey, so the the test that I'm doing now, the little PCI compliance test is just checking to see. I, I think both of y'all probably hang up in about 30 seconds. I can I promise y'all. Then when he talked to me, easy. I promise y'all. Easy. Yeah, so I just I had to develop that, y'all, just just as something that we had to get done. The brand couldn't exist without this kind of stuff. We can take a credit card payment on the internet. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it just had to be right. Done. So, do do y'all understand? What, like you you just said something deep. I remember. I think we were at Central Central Michigan E basketball. Yep, that yep. was like the first day the, yep. the PayPal or whatever we had got mm -hmm. hooked up. And yeah. E phone was I'm talking. We had Ding. just put the blowing book up, up for pre order or something, yeah. and Bruh, he and E up, kept. I, he might still have it on there, but E had an <laughs> alert every single time somebody purchased a book yeah. or a shirt or whatever. Oh, he man. had an, his phone would not vibrate, man. not silent. No, it would uh -huh. ding. And I <laughs> promise you, we put them, and it, he would just be riding down the street like, ding, ding, ding. Ding, 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 I started making a speech out say, of he it. He started using it in I the started, speeches. I said, yeah. okay, I'm about to preach. I'm going to tell, tell me how many times you hit his ding <laughs> in the middle of the presentation. <laughs> <laughs> Execution is worship, man. man. Great days, y'all. Yeah, Great no, days, and, and, I, and I, I'll Great speak days. to what I was doing because, you know, obviously the three of us, and you just heard what he was doing, you heard what Carl was doing. And I think the most important thing for me, once we got kind of everything in, in place and, you know, organized was I wanted to find the gaps. And so for me, although Carl didn't really want to study the industry and he had no interest in studying what else was going on in the industry, I studied very closely what was going on in the industry, in the world of motivational speaking, in the world of consulting and those things. And I wanted to know how could we make our imprint in terms of building a brand, in terms of coming up with a logo, in terms of making ourselves into a, a legitimate company. And so I was looking at the Tony Robbins of the world and the Robert Kiyosaki's and trying to find out what they were doing on a regular basis. What did their live events look like? What did their you know internet presence look like? What did their branding look like? Did they have... 
you know, certain things. And I found gaps in the industry that allowed us to kind of plow through. And if one of the gaps specifically that, you know, if anybody's been to a live event has heard me talk about in the VIP was I looked in all the videos that were like free were all like short little clips and they'd give you a little bit of information and then they'd say you got to come to the website and buy this and it'd take forever and back then there wasn't any digital downloads and things like that you would have to wait for like a box set dvd to come to your house but i said hey all right cool these guys are giving out motivation in small little doses he is like a machine in terms of the content he's putting out why don't we just put this out to the world for free and we start flooding the internet with um, all kind of videos. If you go back and watch those first seasons of TGIM, there are TGIMs in there that are 20 some minutes long. This is not just a, you know, here's a sampler, you know, at the mall where they give you a little taste and then you got to pay for the, you know, number one. We just gave you the number one, like off the rip. And then we said, if you want to buy the franchise, then you can come, you know, pay for something. But we gave you literally an entire meal. And that was one of the gaps that I noticed. So I think as entrepreneurs or business owners or wherever you are in your life, you know, you heard what Carl did. You heard what he did. What I did is I studied the gaps and too many people as entrepreneurs are going and you're doing the same thing and you're offering the same product in the same exact fashion in the same exact way that somebody who's already way ahead of you is doing. So there's no need for your product. You have to create a need and by finding that gap. And I think that was one of the things that when we weren't actually on the road or doing all these things, that was one of the main things that I was studying. When Carl and E, well, I remember when we first started getting gigs, we could only ask for two coach plane tickets. And so we would get two coach plane tickets and we would send Carl for the footage and E obviously was going to speak and I would stay back and I would just study the gaps and find out what we were missing and what we were doing. And I'd listen to audio from E you know, speaking at a, a school that they were at from the day before, they'd send it back to me and I'd try to find a clip to put together to put on the internet. And so um, there are constantly things that you need to be working on as an entrepreneur, as a business owner or whatever that you can find um, to take yourself to that next level. But absolutely, after you put that plan together, there's still much to be done, but you just have to find, um, you know, what that is and find that lane and go for it. So. Hey, so you said something that I want to kind of hit real quick. So CJ said, I mean, like studying the gaps. And what what's huge about that for me, see, is that, so how humans work is everything is like, we, we, we look at everything in terms of relativity. Like this is bigger than that. Like that's how human nature is. Like I can't, I can't explain it, but that's just how human nature is. We always want to use that, that C word. We, we always want to compare stuff. We always just want to compare. So, like, it's just in our nature. LeBron, Mike, sorry, y'all, I got to use that. We got to go. We got to go there. But mm. the, 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 the deep thing about what C just said is he looked for the gaps. And what the gaps allowed us to do was pull ourselves out of any category that you could put us into. Who are you comparing us to when we're doing a weekly video? You, we had nobody that you could compare us to. Ian E by himself is a very, very unique individual. So that in itself, you know, gives us like, okay, you can't really compare E to a, a whole lot of people. You could try, he speaks, so you put him in a speaking category, but you don't have anybody could compare E to like that. But when C said he studied the gaps and there were things that we were able to do, like honestly, that put us in a, in a class all by ourselves and you didn't have people that you could compare us to, like for real, for real, in terms of what we were doing. There was no competition for that. So you removed that whole concept of relativity from people's minds because you can look at us and you had to accept us for who we were and what we were doing. You couldn't say, oh yeah, yeah, they did that last week or this other company has been doing that for the last two years. We're not energizing do or sell. 
Like, so you remove that whole mm -hmm. concept of being able to compare it to anything else. And that, again, guys, when y'all hear the different pieces fit together, that part of the brand, like, we wouldn't be where we are without that, if that makes sense. No, we, we would not be where we were. Yeah, we no are question. now. Because, yeah. like, literally, I, I want y'all to understand, everything we do, is everything we look at, we compare. Your house is big. Uh, well, what is it big in comparison to? Well, I've seen some smaller house. Like, everything we do is based on comparisons. So if you remove that, like, we were able to grow and grow. Of course, now people compare us with the, the industry standard, but we ha were able to grow for a long time, and you couldn't put us in that hole because C removed that by studying the brands and see what was going on. So, no, when you said that, see, I just thought about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to add something, too. So, uh, Carl talked about us having a lab. Mm -hmm. and I think, Carl, that's probably the biggest challenge that I see with most speakers, and I know I harp on this, you know, but you, you and I'm not going with Facebook Live, see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, but most of the, the people that I know that are in the, you know, in the process of trying to be, you know, in the industry, unfortunately only speak when they speak. You know, and Carl said we had a lab, you know, a laboratory. And, you know, so being a science major, I think this is where this came in, you know, for Carl and for us. It was like, hey, guys, let's stay in the lab as much as we can because it gave us the opportunity to dissect. You know, we had an opportunity to dissect our weaknesses, our undeveloped strengths. We had an opportunity to, to uh, dissect the industry, dissect what we were good at. You know, and so we were in the lab, and I think that's what a lot of people are doing wrong, see. It's like they speak. It's, it's almost like, and I don't know if I mentioned this or not on the, on the podcast, so forgive me if I did, but I've often said that one of the challenges that first-generation students have when they come to a college like Michigan State is that they've never seen this type of um, academic rigor before. They've never maybe met a teacher whose, second, whose first language is not English. They've never probably dealt with the speed that you deal with, you know, on, on, on this particular level. And, and, and where most professors go wrong is that from one paper to the next, Carl, you don't always get your paper edited quick enough to make the adjustments. You, you know what I'm saying? Like you might do a paper and I tell people, if you got a 65 on one paper and then you were asked to do another paper, well, chances are, Carl, you're going to get another 60 to 70. Like that's the range for you. But if you were to get your paper edited immediately afterwards and your teacher was able to go over, you know, like kind of where you made your mistakes, then you could make the adjustment. And I think what happens when you speak only when you speak, you're not being edited. You don't have the time really to make the, the type of adjustment, CJ, that you need to be mm -hmm. able to dominate in this industry. So for us speaking every week at the advantage, for us having a group of kids that active for Carl the sound system and recording and editing like we have put, and that's why we still do it to this day and I got young people who are trying to pass me and you still don't have a program that you're doing weekly like you don't have your own lab you it's like it's, it's like working out at a gym that you got to wait for somebody to open the door you can only get there as early wow. as they're there versus us we got our own gym yeah. we can go in that joker 24 hours Whenever. a day yeah. and do whatever we want to do when we want to do it wait, so make Carl, sure they caught a, that to this day though y'all yeah y'all no, looking oh, no at question. E thinking no. oh he on top of the world why do you think he does the success series every week and he's still speaking no. every week at the success series to the college kids you don't think he could bring in speakers every week and have them do it <laughs> it is literally him going in the gym and shooting free throws is michael no. jordan still you know working on his post moves like you have to understand that and a lot of you you he just said it and I, i'm just doubling down on what you said you didn't miss anything i just want to make sure they caught it 
yo, E is still working on that, and you got people who are hmm. nowhere near his level who the only time you speak is when you speak. Yeah. Like, I, like I, I hope that makes sense. The only time you yep. speak is when you actually get called for a gig and you actually go to an engagement or whatever it is that you do. And that's not just for speakers. That's across the board. You need to be working on your craft at all times. Yep. I think that's the theme of this thing right here. And E just hit on it. And trust me, there was times when I did not understand it. I used to be like, E, we just doggone been on a world tour We've been in Australia two weeks. We came back. We had a gig, an engagement. Somebody called E on our way home. Like, can you stop by this football field? When I just want to get to the house, brush my teeth, take a shower and go to bed. And E like, bet, I'm on my way. And we drive 30 minutes out the way and go to some small little football field with kids who are eight years old. And E out there going hard. And I never understood it back then. But now I understand that's what gives him the competitive advantage. That's what gives him the competitive competitive edge is that it is a part of his lifestyle and something that he's working on at all times, whether he's at a movie, whether he's you know watching TV with his wife, whatever. He's constantly in go mode of how can I get better? How can I improve myself? And how can I become the best in the world? And if you don't think that there are patterns and similarities to people who end up great and at the top level of what they mm. do, you're out of your mind. So hopefully... Um, yeah, that helps, you know. Yeah, some put a check go. mark here, Carl. Let's talk about this next week because it is a lie. 10,000 hours. I want to talk about this next week because 10,000 hours is a lie. Some of y'all just think you're just going to put in 10,000 hours. Yeah, don't give it up then. If we're going to talk about yeah. it next week, all right, don't. All right, next uh, yeah, week, make sure we, yeah, make sure we do that. Phone yeah, right 10, 000, the, the, the myth about 10,000 10, hours yep, next the week. Myth. Yep, all right, got it. I'm putting it, I'm just going to put it in my phone so we know. You know what I'm saying? We teased the next week's episode. Um, real quick, you got a fair file for me, you said. I, uh, I, I haven't heard it yet, but I'm, 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 uh, I'm up for it. Fair, fair file. Look, 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 look. And I'm being real. Fair file. Like, I'm being real, all right? And, Carl, if you could put something up on the website or somewhere i don't know if it's instagram I'll, somewhere i'll put it as a I cover want, image you get I, I, I need the women to get involved and vote i really want to hear what my what my sisters have to say women vote 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 is this fair or is this foul right so i you know we we've been on the road a lot Didi retired in march so when you hit dubai and come back home it's really tough i'm just gonna be honest for those of you who got dreams of going to dubai and all of that save it because your wife going to come back and hate everything in America, right? <laughs> uh, so, I, you know what I'm saying? I took her to a villa the other day in Orlando, see three-bedroom villa, washer, dryer, mm. full-blown kitchen. Diddy walked in that joint and was like, man, it's kind of old. I was die laughing. I was die Like, no, you just didn't say that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, this sucker, this sucker's outdated. Yep. But it, it, it's the Dubai experience, right? Wow. So. She she been struggling. She been struggling. She like I'm 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 ready to move, and I'm like boo. Come on, it don't even make sense. Like you know, what I'm saying our kids gone. You know whatever. She like I like the crib, but I I'm, and it, I don't and like I, the I surroundings. You, I, but I want you to guess. Y'all got a Chick Fil A now, e. Yeah, right. Oh, come like what else could she want? You know, and why does she go vegan when we get a Chick Fil A? But anyway, so of course there's two things that she wants. So just try to guess what what's one thing she just don't like about the house no more. Uh, besides the air conditioning always breaking? Yeah, I'm talking about like if everything was perfect, there's still something that she's like, nope, I'm not happy with that. The, uh, the kitchen? 
The uh, females would have went right say, there. Think females. Yeah, the, yeah, think females. Not the kitchen. Think oh, females. The bathroom. Yeah, the bathroom and the closet. She like, mm. I need a brand new bath. I want the marble kind. I want the shower, double-headed. I need a bigger closet. So, you know me, see, I'm like, all right, well, we not, I'm, I'm we trying not to We could just remodel this joint. Yeah, you feel me? I'm like, okay, I'm trying not to move. So, this is what I told her. I said, look, this is what we do. All right, we brought somebody in to remodel the bathroom and they charged, they charged quite a bit, about 12 grand. She like, uh-uh. You know, Diddy like C on the cheap tip. Diddy like, uh-uh, no way. I can't spend no 12 grand. Frugal. I was like, you said, I said you, yeah, I said you wanted it. She's like, I can't do it. So I was like, okay, well, this is what we can do. We both have some pretty decent closets. Of course, she got the bigger one, but I got a walk-in closet too. So I told her, see, I was like, yo, you could just have my closet. And D was like, oh no, uh-uh, I couldn't do that. <laughs> I was like, all right, bet. <laughs> I was like, bet, see, like for real. Like, I'm, I feel this was like what conversation we had as soon as we got back from Dubai. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about the end of March, the beginning of April, right? So I, I came back three weeks later, see, and was like, D, for real, I ain't playing. Like, I know this means a lot to you, the closet. You got a lot of stuff. You know, I don't wear number T-shirts anyway and shorts. And so she was like, look, this is our home. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you work hard. I, could, I couldn't do that to you. So I was like, all right, bet, whatever. Left it alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, see. <laughs> so Father's Day, Father's Day. Of all days. Look, I don't know how this happened. I wasn't going to say nothing. You asked. I wasn't going to say nothing. Father's Day, after we do breakfast, she got to go to the mall. Because it's, um, it's also Jamie, you know, Jamie and Trina, the cooks, man, they... Man, they're such a blessing to the to everything, the church, the right, right. just everything, man. So it, it was Lil Jay's birthday as well. So Diddy was like, we're gonna go shopping and we're gonna go get Jay some stuff for her birthday and drop it off. I was like, bet, no problem. So I'm like, can you do me a favor though? Can is Jada and you, can y'all go to the mall without me? I'm gonna drop y'all off, sit in the uh, dr- uh, parking lot, and wait for you. Hey, right. Same morning that we day. work four o'clock, see, the same morning. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I worked at four, see, four to eight. See, I put in work at the church. So right. I'm like, I'm a little tired. Can I just, just stay in the car while y'all shop? And she like, no problem, it's Father's Day. But I'm laughing, see, because I'm like, how do we still get to the mall on, on Father's, Father's Day? Day? How do we get to the mall? I don't know it's wow. there. of I, all they days. Gotta start, they got to shut the mall down on Father's oh, Day. Oh, right? please. But, hey, but of course she went to get Jay's stuff. So I can't, what can I do, bro? I can't say nothing, right? But they was in there for a grip. I'm like, yo, I think y'all just getting stuff for the baby's birthday. She ain't but five or six years old. Like, what? Or she just turned eight. I'm like, what in the world? So, Diddy calls me, like, yo, I'm gonna need. Can you come in? And I'm like, come in for what? And she was like, look, I need you to look at something for me. I, I, you need to come in. And I'm like, see, I'm like, boo, come on, it's Father's Day. She's like, no, 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 I'm for real. I need you to come in, and, and, and because I don't want to do this, and then you get pissed later. You know what hmm. I'm saying? Like I need, I really need, I, I really need your opinion on this one. So I was like, all right, bet. I went in, see. So you know the Lansing Mall is going out of business, and so there was I walk in, see. I'm man, they got all kind of beautiful clothes, stuff on sale. So I'm thinking, like, okay, she found an outfit for me and just want to make sure, you know, that the outfit is tight, see? You know what I'm saying? I like right, how you right. think. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I went in, like, oh, okay, I'm looking around. They all the way in the back, like in the corner. So I'm looking like, oh, okay. So I'm looking in the store, like looking around, like what kind of store is this, Rue 21? I ain't never heard of it. I ain't never really been in it before. So I'm looking like, okay, well, it don't look like there's nothing here for me. And then we go all the way in the back, <laughs> and she like, hey, boo, they got this clothes rack on sale. And uh, it'll fit all your clothes. And I'm saying, what? 
And she like, yeah, remember what? you told me that the closet, you was going to give me your side of the closet. I was like, but you told me, you told me no. You told me that you didn't, you know what I'm saying? And uh, bro, I promise you, she, they had, everything was on sale. So that, so she was saying, uh, he go a rectangle, clothes rack, he go wow. a circular one, which one you want? And I'm like, is that what you called me here for? Wow. You should have just picked it. And so I picked the, I picked the joint, see that was circular. We brought it to the crib yesterday because I was with the Chiefs. We wow. brought it home yesterday. I put all my clothes on that joint in an hour. Look, I put, she wasn't even at the crib. She came back and was talking to Carl. I was like, Carl, I ain't even know Eric put all this stuff downstairs. See, I was like, yo, you must really want that closet. So, I, you know what I'm saying? So, fair file, see. Fair file, see. And, and, and see, when I tell you she was geeked, like, I, I'm over there yesterday just talking. Like, I was walking by and I stopped and talked for two minutes. And she was like, hey, I got some new furniture in the basement because her and Tamisha been looking at couches furniture. and stuff like that like oh. furniture furniture so i'm like d i didn't even know y'all was looking for furniture like y'all don't even go downstairs like that like what you got down there she's like no you gotta come see she excited she's like yo come check it out i'm like wow why y'all go buy a new couch because in my mind i'm like that's all right, it could be right. i go downstairs bruh and when i tell you it's like the the industrial joint like i'm talking about like all it looked like a dry cleaners down there wow. i'm talking about all these clothes on this huge this joint had to be like six feet long <laughs> and, and round and all <laughs> All East closing downstairs. Okay. Just yep. on this Didi joint. Just and Didi is cake. smiling ear to ear, bro. Wow. I am like, wow. <laughs> Fair wow. or That's foul. all I'm asking you. Fair foul, see. She tra- straight turned the crib into JC Penny's. Wow. <laughs> Penny, bro. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a pic to Nikki and have her put it up on IG. I'll get it out. Oh, I just wanna know what no. the sisters think. I wanna know what you think first, see, but I wanna know what the sisters think. Was that fair because I said something in April? Was that fair or because she told me don't worry about it and but did it and snuck and got me a rack? Is that foul? Um mm, mm, mm. The, the 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 manly part of me wants to go foul. The uh I don't want Didi to be mad at me. Side is gonna go fair, <laughs> okay? Because I still, you know what I'm saying? And I already know Candace is gonna go fair. So um, I can it, can I, I plead the fifth? Can I plead the fifth <laughs> on this one? Wow, unbelievable! Hey, Yo, I didn't know hey. where you was going. I promise you, the whole time I'm trying to figure out like where is he going with this? Like, what does she do? She done bought the whole. Wow, yeah, unbelievable. But I must bro. say this, and Carl can tell you. I must say this, if the sisters say foul, I, 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 I get it. If they say fair, I get it because I did say, right? But we never had another discussion about it, right? But I, I will say this to you, and, and hindsight is twenty twenty. and Carl will tell you, I really came up, see, because there was some stuff in my closet because mm. of the way it was constructed I couldn't find. This joint, see, oh, yeah. this joint, see, I could go around and get it. I mean, everything is right there. Right, see? it's like going so shopping in your own me, house. Oh, in your oh, own bro, house. She did, she did give me a sweet joint, and it was a lot of stuff. I was like, oh, I can get rid of this. Oh, I can get rid of this. I don't need this. Oh, <laughs> hey. I, look, I found three shirts I couldn't find in the last three months. <laughs> I found three shirts, see. So, hey, I'm going to go back and I'm going to say it's fair, and here's why. I'm going to say it's fair. You get up at 3 o'clock in the doggone morning and you ain't got to be rummaging in her room yep. no more to find yep. nothing. No more in that closet. Mm, for your yeah. lifestyle, it's yep. fair. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? You could go downstairs yeah. now and do what you need to do and she ain't never got to hear gotta nothing. Hear she ain't got to wake up. Like yeah. I hear your little rat. She says like a little rat when you up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I just hear you. You have a little feet. Oh, she be so. Oh, the but he, the funniest thing is he have his flashlight on on his phone and he'd be killing. She's like, all I see is a spotlight in my face. 
with him trying to find keys, phone, all kind of stuff. I'm like, Lord have mercy. Yeah, so, so yeah. I got my own closet now in the basement, man. Wow. Unbelievable, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, that, no, you there got, it is. You, you got your own retail rack. Right <laughs> retail there, see. So wow. I got to know from the BU family, you know, from the Game Changers, man, from the from the uh, ETA family, man, from the fo- fo- uh, followers, man, a mixtape, whatever, man, just the people out there that love me. I want to put it up, man. I just want to hear what people have to say. Is it <laughs> wow. fair or foul, man? Yeah, That's all no, I want yeah, to But like up, Carl bro. said, uh, when you talk about happy, yeah, she was so excited. Yeah, and I deep. think doubly because she couldn't believe how quick I had put those. She, she was at Carl's house talking to, to Misha, and while she was there, man, it didn't take me an hour or two. I just grabbed all now my the, stuff, the question shoes, is, is, everything. Did you do it with an attitude? That's the question. Did you do it with an attitude, or no, did no, you do no, it I half? Was pre- I, I, was, uh, I was pretty geeked up because when I saw which one it was, I was like, yo, this is really going to help me because, like I said, see, I can't explain it. You got to see it, but, bro, I never have to look for nothing. I never have to organize again, bro. Then it was sweet. Because what she did was, it, you know, she got that one, but I can't explain it. But on top of the rack, it's like um, a shelf flat. almost. Yeah, a flat shelf. And so joint. the flat shelf. So man, I could put all my jeans. Wow. You know, all my all all of like my my belts, socks, like the stuff that I have to you know readily get to. Wow. Yeah, it's right there. So, hey, no, so I ain't got to move now. See, did he said, yeah, I'm gonna go up to the mall and I'll see if I can find the hangers with the small, medium, and large stuff on there, and I'm gonna get all that. And just he can have all his stuff oh, organized wow. down here. Wow. You got evicted, <laughs> yeah, man. You got evicted. Hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Next, I'll be talking about she bought me a mattress for the. <laughs> hey, listen, me a mattress man. Mattress for the morning. Listen, man. right? Exactly. I put a little bed down there, a little, a little mini fridge. <laughs> Good morning. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, man! Hey, can I read this real quick? I just got an email, and I want to read. Uh, please. And I, I want to um, shout out to BU, man. Um, and this person, I'll just use their first name, but says, Hi, E.T., my name is Casey, and I'm a BU member. Um, just wanted to say thank you for being an inspiration to me. I have been rejected 64 times throughout the past five years of applying for graduate school, but I recently got accepted and started my doctoral uh. degree program in physical therapy. There were times when I considered giving up, but I continued to watch your videos and applied many principles that you have taught me. You have been an inspiration and a motivation to me in continuing to pursue my dream and vision. I just wanted to say thank you from the bottom of my heart, and I really hope to meet you, as well as CJ Carl and the ETA family someday. Thank you sincerely. Mm. Casey! Man, I literally just got that as we were talking. Um, They forwarded it over um, from the support center. And uh, wow, Casey, shout out to you 64 times and did not give up, got accepted, and is now uh, about to be a doctor. Wow, is that not amazing? Um, listen, man, if, if you you know, you know want to be like Casey, man, you want to go to that next level, join us at Breathe You. Seriously, man, some of you guys are not going to the next level. You're listening to the podcast. You're consuming little stuff here and there. But um, uh-huh. you need a network of people who are going to hold you accountable. You need to be you know, in a, a, a group, in a family environment where people help you go to that next level, whether it be in your career, school, marriage, whatever. Um, listen, that was the point of building this community, and that's why we've continued to build it, and that's why we probably have, I will go on record as saying we probably have the highest retention rate of any personal development program in the country. 
uh, because of the services that we offer and because of the network that we've built. When people join, they just don't leave, man. It's a great experience, and Casey just was very timely with that email, and um, we would love to see you there as well. So go to breatheuniversity.com, check us out there, and um, you know, hear some of this information and get around these people who are making a difference and making it happen every single day. We got challenges going, people helping each other lose weight, people helping each other stay accountable and writing books and you know, just a whole bunch of stuff. So look forward to seeing you at breatheuniversity.com. Go check us out. One of the things I love that we do, this is how you know we're real. There is no commitment length. You can join. If you don't like it after a month, you stop. We're not going to keep charging your credit card. We don't have a six-month buy-in. Look, we only want individuals who want to be in it. So if you guys listen to the podcast, you love what we're doing, times this by 10 when you get in BU and just got the support system around you to help you go to that next level. So with that being said, let's jump into Ask ET. Um, We got a question from uh, South Africa. And this gentleman, shout out to him because he wrote in a bunch of questions and I forgot to answer it from before. So I'm going to answer his question as soon as I can find it. What did I do? I thought I screenshotted it. Um, he's from South Africa. His name's Keenan. Where are you at, Keenan? Um, let's see. Here we go. Um, Keenan said, uh, Keenan in South Africa said, how often do you guys look into the future um, uh, about your business plan? So I guess he's asking, um, you know, how, how much do we work, you know, for the moment and how much do we work looking towards the future? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, it's kind of hard. I, I mean, I'll be honest, for me, I kind of live in both. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of live in both. Like, we go forward, I'd say, and we just, we just literally, you know, we go years out and just kind of see where we are, you know what I'm saying, where we want to be. Um, but then we come back and we hit now hard, you know what I'm saying, because... So, I mean, we set the direction, but I, I won't say that we stay over there yeah, too long. You yeah, know what I'm no saying? Question. Like, we set that direction. Like, yo, this is where we're going. We're sailing the ship from here to Australia. We're going there. Right, and right. Australia is beautiful. But let's come back today, man, and hammer and hammer and nail and nail and just make sure. So, I'm saying we do both, but I'd say a larger percentage is just capitalizing on what where we are now. Yeah, I spend most of my time in the future, just to be honest. I mean, just in, in, I think in the, you know, kind of position that I'm in. I'm, I'm, they, they'll tell you, I'm always like, hey, what about this? What about that? Like everything I do, because we kind of are where we are and the, and the orders have been set for what's going on now and everybody's kind of working on that. And so um, me being, you know, I guess the visionary of the company, I'm constantly looking forward. Um, you know, people always say like, what wakes you guys up? You guys are having all this success. Like I get like woken up in the cold sweat thinking about, what gaps are we missing? Like, is there somebody who's coming from behind to take over? Like, look at a blockbuster. You, you talk about getting caught flat-footed. Blockbuster was the number one name in movies in all the world, and there's not a blockbuster standing as far as the eye can see now because Netflix found a gap and came in and just blew the whole spot open, and now you don't even hear blockbuster. When their name used to be synonymous with movie, people would say, let's make it a blockbuster night. Now you don't even say blockbuster, and they're gone because they got caught flat-footed. So when you talk about what wakes you up and what keeps you going, it's that for me. Had blockbuster been, you know, vision? 
visionaries had the people at the top been seeing, hey, wait, we got the internet coming, people are watching YouTube and stuff online, maybe we should think about getting into you know, the, the, the streaming space and all of those things. And um, Netflix came, man, like a little gnat and just um, drove them straight out of business into the ground. And now you got Netflix, which is a billion dollar you know, corporation and you got Blockbuster, which is out of business. And so for me, it is very, very critical to constantly be looking in the future and figuring out what are the next things coming. That's why the mixtapes and the albums are important. That's why it's important for us to be doing conferences and, you know, doing them in a way that nobody else is doing them and, and create and breathe you, you know, just things that are cool that, you know, help people and, and, and uh, accomplish our mission of taking people to that next level. So for me, man, I live in the future quite a bit. I'm always trying to see what's around the corner um, because I don't want anybody to beat us to the punch. So uh, for me, I would say I spend a lot of time in the future. Um, e, did you want to answer that or are you good? I'm just saying, you just said it. Like I think for me and you, my relationship with you, I'm definitely in the future. Like, yo, see, I want to make sure we get into the TV space. I want to make sure we do this. But for me, being the speaker of the company, I'm probably present more than anybody. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, that's my, that's my job, you know, to speak here or to, you know, uh, go to this meeting, to create this relationship, you know, to seize this opportunity. So I think if anybody is the, you know, take advantage of an opportunity of a lifetime and a lifetime of the opportunity, which is like today, I'm probably the, I'm probably stuck in present more than anybody else. And I'm just laughing, see, at how everything we said, I'm going right back to what we just talked about before, the advantage. Like everything we said just aligns to exactly who we are, what we do in the company, and the direction that we've gone and are going. You know what I'm saying? Like everything, like yeah, I, I, I didn't know wrong. what you was going to say, see? I yeah. didn't know what you was going to say, but it makes perfect sense. That's the only thing you can say when you're looking for the gaps in the brand. You're looking, you have to stay in the future. You know what I'm saying? I have to stay in the present a little more because I'm dealing with the tangible website, the app, the, you know, the whatever. Which is the, less and less every doing. day, by the way. I called Carl which, the other which day. Is, I was absolutely. Like, I was yeah. like, where? I was like, uh, the Italy? <clears throat> He was like, oh, yeah, they gone. They in Detroit shooting, filming for, you know, Crazy document. Experience. I'm like, wait, what? I was like, Carl, you yep. not? And Carl was like, nah, they sent the whole team of videographers, yep. you know, picture takers, the whole nine. The, the, our, our partner flew in from Manhattan and all of this, and Carl was at the crib. I was like, oh, I love it, hey, Carl. And it was weird, see? It was weird for me because I was sitting kind of waiting for Ken to like, yo, you rolling? And Kenny, Kenny didn't say nothing to me. Yeah. Kenny's like, yep, no, we get. I was like, wow, wow. yep, we created yep. a monster out here. Yeah, yep. yeah. It's well, real. Well, hey, welcome to the future, baby. I'm, I'm transitioning, yeah. Yeah, Praise welcome God. to the future. Um, real quick, t t somebody, Jackson in St. Louis said, do Carl and E really live next door to each other? <laughs> really? really? I'm told I could throw a rock and bust E window out. <laughs> yeah, hey, I live so close when Jayden, uh, Jordan's riding his bike, he's yeah. about to hit, get hit by a car. I have to be the one to say, <laughs> Jordan, come you over here real quick. You can rescue Oh, yeah. no questions asked. Yeah, uh, 100%. I, I, Carl called me yesterday like, yo, E, on the way back. Uh, get that get that whole wheat bread. I was like, I got you, I got mm. you. And um, uh, so close, my wife was talking to Tamisha yesterday. She had scooped me um, something to eat and I was able to just walk right to the car. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have to call her like, where you at? I just looked out the window. It was like, oh, there go Didi over there. So I just walked over there, boom, grabbed my stuff and came on back to the crib. So yeah, we, we could throw, literally, if you got a decent arm, yeah. you could throw a boulder. <laughs> I think it's literally, and, and it's not like next to in the sense of, 
like um like you know literally on the same street but i'm looking like he can look down the street in front of him and it's like two houses between us so like the street right in front of E's house i'm literally but it's like a cul-de-sac so it's like y'all yeah, yeah, right yeah. there at the, at the yeah. end of the cul-de-sac so oh no question yeah, no, they, I, yeah. hey i let me say this i know when he coming and going <laughs> right oh absolutely Flat. i was actually i was actually the other day me and diddy was like wow carlin Tamisha, they've been out for like the last 10 hours. And then come to find out, we moved the books out of the garage, out of his garage, so he put his car in there. So we was like, what in the world? So we just figured mm. out. I was like, yo, what's going on? So yeah, we live that close that they have to pass my house yep, to, to get to, to the house. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah. To either and, leave or go, I gotta pass E's house every time. Yep. And I think that's important too. See, you know, we'll get we're gonna get into that in the book, you know, but even, you know, while while you were gone, again, it was one of those positions that could leave you know carl and i you know for the longest uh, had to be right next door to each other or it was super convenient for us to live next door to each other because when i come up with an idea or he has an idea about uh, to shoot something it's like yo carl i'm feeling it like yep give me five minutes i'll be outside or give me five minutes and i'll be in the house or give me five minutes and let's go to the studio which we also had the studio was no more than a five minute drive you know, to to uh, to the house. You know what I'm saying? From the house. So yeah, man, that's another thing that we're gonna talk about. But proximity, environment. You know, um, there are people who are who are good at Bessie. That if they lived in another city with the same product, would be phenomenal. Or somebody might be average. It, w there's a reason why we stayed in college towns. You know what I'm saying? It, it was strategic. You know, so the environment plays a, a a big role as well. And so people need to think about. You know, when they want to move to a house or like, bruh, if I was to move to California, I'm so glad Jada decided not to go to California because that would have just changed the dynamics, man, Everything. of this team. You know, so to be able to be here, like Carl said, another year or two, we could all live wherever we wanted to live because of the brand, you know. But hey, I wanted to say this earlier. Enjoy, enjoy the process, man. You know, she hasn't been here in years. You know, so when you talk about us eating lunch every day, having 2009, worship, you know, I think, is the last time I lived in yeah. Michigan. Wow, that's yeah. eight years. That's, man, eight years, Carl. You know, so they're going to the movies together. You know, for real, while we enjoy the life, we're not going to sit here and try to fake it. We do enjoy our life, but there are parts of it that we, that we don't have anymore, that we had 10 years ago. You know, um, flying together. We always flew together. Now, I might see C in... Um, I might see C at a conference, but I did the Chiefs the other day. I didn't see C at the Chiefs or uh, before that when I was in New York. I didn't see New York. I didn't see him in New York, you know, so, uh, but, here, but I, I do want to talk about this on the next one too. On this one, Jalen sent me my itinerary, you know, and Jalen and I had the suite together and Jalen recorded the uh, whatever, you know, Jalen did all the pics for the uh, Snapchat, the, the um, Instagram Insta story, whatever. And so, I do want to talk about that C transitioning from you talked about having a spank trade. I've been there, done that. Carl talked about, you know, uh, his experience with his child. And so now for Jalen to be working for the company and to be on the other side of the company and yeah. watching Jalen, uh, you know, with the relationships, talking to some of the pl uh, players with the Chiefs, taking yeah. their numbers down, him and BJ kicking it. Shout out to my boy BJ, uh, who is the player engagement um, uh, personnel for the Chiefs. We've had a what four or five year relationship he played for uh university of alabama uh old lineman you know so just to see my son now 
uh, as a part of the organization. I do want to get to that at some point, see, and talk about those dynamics as well. But it was good to knock on the door, you know, and be like, Boog, what up? You ready to hit this? Um, you ready to get on our flight? He like, yep, got it. You know, so, uh, yeah, man, just uh, it, while you lose some things, if you're, if, you're, if you're careful and you're strategic and you're, um, you know, re reflective and making changes and adjustments, you can put yourself in a position where you're around to see the Larry Birds and the Parishes and then see the KGs, you know, and the Ray Allens, you know, and um, um, I'm, I'm forgetting my best player there. He's going to kill me. Paul Pierce. Paul, Paul Pierce. Paul going to kill me when he said uh -huh. E. You forgot me, E. <laughs> uh, but Paul Pierce, man, and to see those dudes, you know, see another generation of champions, um, I just feel good, see, because I feel like we put in a lot of work over the last few years. We hired Skull, who was a general manager at Michigan State, and just to see now we're building that new generation of ETA. It's, it's, it's scary, but it's exciting as, at the same time. Yeah, 100%. Um, let's see, one more. Let me say Kel, because I want Kel to be like, E, you forgot about me? <laughs> e, I ain't forget about you, Kel. Yeah, uh, we got the new three. Hey, and with Tote, on, uh, I don't know if Tote would be considered if Tote would be considered part of the new generation yeah, or not. Yeah, he between <laughs> but, there. Yeah, yeah Tote, yeah, yeah. Tote yeah, in the middle. He like John Wall. He's not a rookie, but he's not a vet yet. Um, let's see. Last one. Kenyon Baltimore said, "What was the worst mistake you made as a team?" Hmm. Oh, that's easy for me. As a team, a you teenager. think the shirts was? Oh, as a teenager. I thought you said he said as a team. For us. Oh, oh yeah, my no. bad. I heard I thought you said team. No, keep keep me honest though, because my mom called me the other day, it was like, uh, you mispronouncing some words on the podcast, son. I was like, Lord, have my, you know, my mom is the grammar police. So she called me. What did, what, did she, what did I say wrong? She said, I can't even remember now, but she said she was like, you know, you were using the word wrong. And I was like, Oh, okay. I was like, thank you. I appreciate that. So mom, they're keeping me honest. I say, the worst mistake you made is a teen ager. Yeah, so, so, I mean, you all know mine, but when I got, when I left home and cursed my mother out, you know, and uh, just totally disrespected my mom, disrespected, you know, the upbringing, and then, of course, um, you know, for those of who, who know the story, but you don't always put the pieces together, you know, my mom married and the person, you know, who became a father to me, you know, I, of course, at that time, I had no love for my man. You know, at that time of my life, and I told my man, like, yo, if I see you on the streets, if I see you on the, you know, in the Detroit area, I'm going to take your life, you know. And so just looking back, man, just ignorant, 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 you know, ignorant. That's probably the, uh, the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life was to disrespect my parents, cuss. I don't even cuss. And I was just so much enraged, cussed my mother out and, and threatened my father, man. I just, yeah, 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 biggest wow. mistake. Yeah, that's a big mistake, yeah. Uh, that <laughs> qualifies. Carl, you, did you cuss your mom out too? And, oh, no, and tell your no, dad you'll no, kill him if you no. see him. Hey. If I see you in these Barbados mean streets, right after hey, I get whooped by my teacher, I'm whooping you. <laughs> right, if the teacher could whoop me, you could imagine what my parents would have done. So yeah, oh, not at Lord. all, nothing close to that. I'm trying to think, bro. I, I mean, so y'all got to understand, for me, I left home at 15, different than E, very, very different circumstances, but our system, our school system is different, so I literally finished high school early, and I was literally done with high school, heading to college at 15 years old in a different country. Carl had a master's at 16 and a half, so he was <laughs> very grown. So, Dr. Martin Luther Carr. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No, so, yeah, I can't, I'll be honest, I lived on my own from 16, so I didn't have, um, 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, the, the biggest, and this may sound cliche, but the biggest mistake, man, are just being young, like, you know what I'm saying? Not really paying attention to full opportunities. And what I mean, when I say by that is like, I'm saying I, I literally see B and C student first three years of college, not because I couldn't do better, you know what I'm saying? Not because um, I, I definitely came from the, the background where I could get the work done, but it was not literally. My brother had a conversation with me going into my final year and he said to me, dude, if you plan to go to graduate school, I didn't even know what graduate school was. I was like 18. You know what I mean? Like I never thought of it. I got a degree at doggone 18, 19. What, what more school is there? He's like, no, there's more school, bro. And if you want to go to graduate school, you might want to have at least a three point. So just overall, man, just not taking advantage of opportunities. And I'm going I'm to say this one loosely and leave it out there. But yeah, I could have left a couple relationships alone, too. I could have left a couple of them alone and, and been a, a little further ahead, but I ain't do nothing too terrible. Uh, to get young man up. gifts. I could have left some of that alone. Yeah, get me. Yeah, no, mine. Me, uh, me out of trouble. Mine, mine too had things to do relate. This is easy for me. Um, I, I, I don't think I told this story, but when I was, I turned sixteen, and I, I was always a, a rule follower, like with my folks. Like I never, you know, was like rebellious or anything. Like my my parents were always cool. They never was like super strict, so it was just easy for me to follow the rules. But anyway, I turned sixteen. And uh, I had got, my dad bought me a Beretta. It was sweet. It, uh, uh, it, they don't make them anymore. But the Chevy Beretta had a sunroof. I had the CD player in it. And I like just turned 16. Like maybe I was turned 16, let's say Monday, right? Keep this in mind. Monday, he bought, he got me the car. Boom, I'm driving to school all week, fresh, flashy, the whole nine. And um, Saturday night comes and my dad was, told me, he was like, yo, I got one rule. You got your car now and everything, but the city-wide curfew was midnight. So my dad was like, I'm not necessarily tripping on midnight, but if you get stopped or something after midnight, you're in trouble. So we gonna, I'm going to need you to be in the house by midnight. So I'm like, all right, cool, no problem. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday go by. I'm driving to school. Everybody like, yo, let me get a ride in the car. I'm like the first one with uh, my friends that like actually have my own car that we're driving in. So Saturday night comes along, right? And we had, there was two, me and my boy K Ford, there was two girls that went to East Lansing who, you know, we were like dating and kind of hanging out with whatever. So, of course, you know, Saturday comes and my and K4 hits me up like, oh, they trying to go out. Let's hang out tonight. Da, da, da. And I'm like, man, only problem is I got to be in by midnight. So me and K4 devised a plan. Right. So my dad was. So I told my mom and dad. I'm going to call my Aunt Sue, which is my mom's youngest sister. Now, you know, you got that one aunt that's like the cool aunt. She, you know, still hang out a little bit. You know, she's like younger than everybody else. She don't know that the citywide curfew is 12. So I'm like, yo, we're going to stay tonight at my Aunt Sue's house, right? So my dad's like, all right, cool. I don't care where you stand, but you know curfew is 12. Now, my Aunt Sue, now, and she was totally, uh, had no idea, so I'm not... Shout out to my Aunt Sue. I love you. I'm not throwing her under the bus. She was oblivious to this plan and plot I had. So I told my dad, all right, cool. I got you. I'll be in by midnight. Now, we go to my Aunt Sue's house, and I'm knowing she might go to bed around midnight, and she really not checking to see, okay, are they coming in by 12? She's not really strict like that, right? She's the young, cool aunt. So we go pick up the girls, go to the movies, hang out. They come back over to my Aunt Sue's house. Now we're just hanging out. We're not doing nothing we're not supposed to be doing, just hanging out. Here comes 12, 1 o'clock rolls around, 2 o'clock rolls around. Now, mind you, I promise y'all, they only live like maybe a mile from my Aunt Sue's house. 
So we wasn't just like joy riding through the streets, right? But it's November. My birthday's November 7th. Just got my license. It's snowing a little bit. It's a little icy, a little snowy, whatever. So it's about 2 o'clock. So I'm like, all right, cool. We pushing the envelope. It's getting a little late. We're going to take them back to the house. So the four of us uh, pile into the car. And boom, we go around the corner. And I come down K-Zoo. And y'all know K-Zoo. When you coming down K-Zoo, like up on Pennsylvania, is that right where QD is right there? It's like that hill right there, right? So I'm coming down the hill and it's a blinking red. It's two o'clock in the morning, so the light's blinking. And I'm coming down the hill and I go to hit the brake to brake at the red light and the car just hits black ice and oh. goes straight through the intersection and somebody T-boned us going like 40 miles an hour. Like spun out of control. We hit the little pole at Quality Dairy, the little store right there and like, all I remember is the CD player was still playing, and I looked around in the car. Everybody, the girls start crying. My boy K4 hit his head, had a big knot on his head. And before I knew it, people were like running out from the store, like, we just called the police. I looked, the lady was shooken up who T boned us. I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, like, you ever had that moment, like, just be dead? Just, I, I was like, quite just be dead. <laughs> Quite a few of them, see? Like, no, I was just like, yo, just let me be dead right now. Like, no don't, question. you know what I'm saying? So, out of nowhere, <laughs> I, I promise you. It, my I had dad when I saw the when I saw the thing downstairs, the, the clothes <laughs> rack downstairs. <laughs> no doubt. Yo, so I'm sitting there. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning. Like, yo, craziest thing. And then, like, my dad, like a vampire. I don't know what happened. But all of a sudden, we were all standing right there. And the girls were crying. Somebody was, like, coming to pick them up, take them home. My boy K4 was just looking at me like, what's going on? The lady had, they called the ambulance for the lady. The lady was leaving on the ambulance. And I promise you, I looked up and out of nowhere, my dad, like a vampire vampire was standing there he was smoking a cigarette and why was it deep that he was smoking a cigarette my dad didn't smoke <laughs> okay so <laughs> so I was like oh look I was like oh my god so I like I was like okay kill me and my dad just looked at me I'm talking about with the most disappointed look in the world and I was like oh man I was like yo I'm dead like yo I'm, I'm like yo kill me my dad you know worked hard bought me this car you know, just told me, I mean, me and my dad, like I said, I wasn't rebellious. My dad wasn't being unreasonable. It was like midnight. That's the citywide curfew. Like you get out after that. And of course, man, karma hit me. I'm talking about immediately. So I totaled the car. Like I had the car car for five days, totaled the car. Come, uh, let me tell you something, baby. That's a humbling bus ride Monday morning. <laughs> you show up on the yellow bus. Um, but yeah, no, man, back to, you know, and, and Pops was just like, yo, you messed up. So, of course, there was some punishment to be had, and, um, you know, my folks were, you know, pretty disappointed, but, you know, it was my, my first mistake, and it was a costly one. So, needless to say, uh, I followed the rules. What? Good morning for the rest of my sophomore <laughs> year. Mr. B. I was uh, a, an angel, you know what I'm saying? So, angel. Oh, uh, angel. Um, so, yeah, no, that was definitely the worst mistake I ever made. I mean, to this day, like, that was just, oh, it was just awful. I get nightmares thinking about it. So, uh, hey, luckily, see. everyone was okay. The lady was okay. She was just shaking up. Everybody in my car was cool. My boy K4 had a little knot on his head, but uh, he made it through. But, yeah, no, that was um, definitely the worst experience I ever had as a teenager. So, um, hey, shout I, out hey, to... Hey, see, I, I had that one, too, but you said worse, so I didn't bring the car accident up. Well, ho well, hopefully, uh, you 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 uh, threatening the lives of your parents was the worst. If it's anything worse than <laughs> right. that, we don't right. need anything to hear it on this podcast. 
Right. Um, so, yeah, no, that's it, man. Uh, well, I think we'll leave it there, guys. Um, thank you for writing in your questions. Continue to send in your questions, etinspires.com. Uh, um, you can send them there. You can send them, tweet them to us, Instagram, however, man. We'll try to find it. So thank you all for sending in your questions, uh, announcements. Uh, of course, you guys know we got Houston July 9th. If you're in the Houston, Texas area, come check us out at Stay Ready. And then August 5th, we are in sunny Miami, Florida for the marriage conference. We'll be there as well. So come check us out there. Check us out at breatheuniversity.com. And um, I think that's it, guys. So, E, if you can that's give it. us a, a nugget of the day, yeah, man, we can I, be I, on I, our way. I read something, man, the other day, man, I thought it was deep, a post uh, with uh, uh, Kenneth uh, McClary, and it said, 3 a.m. is the hour of writers. Listen to me, guys. 3 a.m. Because everybody always like, yo, E.T., why you get up at 3 o'clock? 3 o'clock a.m. is the hours of writers. People writing books and writing poems and writing songs. Right? 3 a.m. is the hour of painters. Right? 3 a.m. is the hour of poets, thinkers, silent seekers, and creative people. Right? 3 a.m., y'all. So when you say, yo, E, why you getting up at 3? Why not? E, why you? And I don't mean 3 o'clock, you know, just a.m. I mean rising early. I mean getting up and getting at it. I mean not waiting for somebody to give you something. I mean, you know, not doing what you did the day before. I mean getting up early as you can get up and going after it, like beating your opponent, like beating everybody that's in your space, in your lane. So look, y'all, 3 a.m., you know, it, it, it's metaphoric, but 3 a.m., that is the hour of the grinder. That is the hour of the individual that is trying to take his or her life to the next level. So I double dare you. I triple dare you. Calling all hustlers, 3 a.m., calling everybody that's trying to go from one level to the next. 3 a.m. is the time for those of us who are not just talking about it, but we're going to be about it. Hey, it's your boy E.T. Remember what I always say. If it was easy to get up at 3, everybody would do it. I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying the reward is well worth it. It's your boy E.T. Appreciate that nugget of the day, E. If you love us, if you love what we're doing, you love the podcast, man, go write us a review on iTunes. Other than that, Please. man, y'all have a safe, incredible week, and we'll see you next week. Good morning. It's Mr. Good morning. <laughs> I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make this, you concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate on this opportunity with all your might, with all your soul.